Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com podcast, December 26th edition. It's our last Raw of the year. I should say the award-winning Fightful.com. I'm joined by Fightful.com associate editor Alex Palowski. Alex, how are you, man? Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, had a nice little holiday break. Uh, back to normal. No more Santa hat. No more Christmas sweaters. No more crazy backdrop. Just ready to get in and be professional. Yeah, instead it looks like you're in a prison, Alex. <laughs> yeah. What? That's the... Block wall went, of my basement. Well, it's basically like looking at Raw every Monday for yeah. three hours. It is. It's like being in prison. So it's appropriate. I mean, I could, I, I'm sure there's some effects I could put on behind me, but at the risk of losing my audio and my, my all that stuff, I'm not going to touch a damn thing. No, probably a good idea. Until this podcast is over. Um, <clears throat> some of you I know are discovering Fightful.com for the first time. Some of you are experiencing this podcast for the first time. Some of you uh, know me from where I used to work, all that stuff. Some of you discovered us from the Sheedy Awards, in which we had Fightful won two of. Two and a half, I'll say. Fightful.com won an award. Brandon Howard won an award for best columnist. He was second in best writer, only to Dave Meltzer, mind you. Jeff Hawkins won or won uh, best guest appearance, although it wasn't on this show because he's not a guest here. He's a co-host. And I got second in best podcast host to John Pollock. But he's Canadian. So that therefore that makes me the greatest wrestling podcast host in America for 2017. I'm getting a trophy made. You should. You deserve it. I thank you. Thank you. I hope it's I hope it's much taller than yourself, a la the Andre the Giant Battle Memorial Battle Royal Memorial Trophy or whatever it's called. I thought that was a short joke. I was like, dude, I'm six feet no, tall. It's it's a it's a joke about the gigantic size of that ridiculous trophy. And you should have to carry it with you wherever you go, like Baron Corbin apparently does. Last week I posted an interview from the Arnold Classic from earlier uh earlier this year and Jimmy Van, the the owner of Fightful.com said that I was deceptively tall. Well, I don't get up and dance on the podcast. So, you know, either way, I want to thank all of you who voted for us. Uh, There are not any other awards that can recognize wrestling or that do recognize wrestling journalism. So, uh, Brandon, definitely. I mean, you know, that, that's a guy that we just had to have. We saw his work elsewhere and we were, me and Jimmy were both like, we got to have that guy. Um, also, 
for Fightful to win an award, that's pretty phenomenal for, for us because we have existed for half of a year. And the first couple of months was very much uh, quality assurance and troubleshooting and working out bugs and things of that nature. So for you all to go and vote in, in the masses really means a lot to me personally because a lot of this pressure was put on my shoulders to, to staff this thing. And I got a lot of people who maybe you didn't know beforehand, but I think I staffed this thing pretty damn well. So that's pretty uh, – it, it meant a lot. So, yeah, we, we just started in July. And really, like I said, July, that was – we pushed it for July because we wanted it done by the draft and UFC 200. So that's pretty cool. Um, also, guys, if this is your first time visiting Fightful, leave us a thumbs up, subscribe to our YouTube, visit Fightful.com every day for your pro wrestling, MMA, boxing news. We have live coverage of everything. I'm talking WWE, NXT, Lucha Underground, TNA, to Evolve, to uh, UFC shows, to Bellator shows. Almost everything on Fight Pass. Ryzen, our boy Showdown Joe, who hosts a show with me, is going to be doing commentary in Japan for Ryzen this week. Very excited for that. Then we also do live coverage of all the big boxing shows. So you can come in there, live coverage. We have the discuss forums or discuss boards. That way you all can talk a little trash to each other, have a little fun. You can also register at Fightful.com, get access to our forums, early access to uh, special features, we have podcasts every Thursday with Matt Riddle, former UFC star, and uh, Evolve wrestling star. Friday, we have Shane Helms. If you all did not check out Friday's show with Shane Helms, go back and do that. It's on YouTube. It's on iTunes. It's on Stitcher. We did a bit of a retro show because there's not a lot going on in wrestling last week. So we talked about his personal Royal Rumble experiences. From him pitching the idea for the double choke slam to Steve Austin and Triple H to uh, Matt Morgan dropping him on his knee to him winning the cruiserweight title to Vince tearing both of his quads. Uh, and he also told a story about him being angry that he wasn't in a Royal Rumble. So that was really cool. I, we got to delve into that. I, and Royal Rumble is my favorite time of the year. Um. So that, that was a really fun discussion for me. Uh, I will be at the Royal Rumble, as will Kyler James, our social media guy at Fightful.com. He did an article this weekend, uh, five realistic Royal Rumble surprise entrants. Alex, I, dare I say that no other wrestling website in the world had the feature coverage that we did over Christmas weekend? No, no, they certainly did not. Uh, not unless they also had a uh, a review of... Uh, future Royal Rumble winner Bill Goldberg in Santa's sleigh. Uh, How did that not win an Oscar? Do we know? Won, it should have won something. At least best performance by an albino bison. Uh, Politics, which was, man. Yeah, which was uh, his mode of conveyance. Not reindeer. Not eight of them, certainly. Just one white bison that eats people. It's a very odd movie, and I watched it, and I reviewed it. Uh, I also did a deep dive into Ric Flair's past, and I uh, realized that he's almost certainly Hermie the Elf from Rudolph Reddo's Reindeer all grown up. There's photographic evidence to prove it. And it's all on Fightful.com. We just had so much stuff from uh, Anna Bauer. If you all aren't checking out that most ridiculous segment every single week, she did two of them this week, one a holiday edition, one that dropped today. 
man, she, like her segments are something special, something fun that uh, that we just wanted to do. We want to give you a little bit of everything from features to interviews to exclusive news to live coverage to podcasts where we go inside the mind of wrestlers. Somebody keeps saying, have Shane on the Monday show. Guys, now understand my position here. TNA agent Shane Helms is always more than open talking WWE. But to have him on the Monday show, that's a little much, don't you think? I like to have those people on Thursdays and Fridays because not they don't always get to catch the show. And I like to have a non-biased view on Mondays. Like, I mean, I love doing Raw reviews of Vince Russo, but, you know, he hated the show. He hated Monday Night Raw. So I didn't want to have somebody on who was going to hate the show all the time. So we had him on Fridays. We had some fun stuff. I talked to Vince today. I'll just say that, guys. I had a conversation with Vince Russo today. It was a very good one. A very good one. I guess we're going to get into covering Raw, but yeah, guys, I just wanted to thank you all. It means a lot that you all have supported Fightful.com. Please uh, share the site with people. Please you know, retweet our tweets that, that have the stories and share them on Facebook and Twitter and Reddit. It really, really helps. We're still very much growing. We're still marketing. Let us know what you want to see from the site. Uh, go over to our forums. Ask us questions. Give us suggestions. Anything that you all want to see on Fightful.com, we're going to bring it to you. Like We're really ramping up this coverage. Uh, we had a full slate of coverage over Christmas. We have even more. I also highly encourage you guys, even if you're not MMA fans, go check out the interview I did with Shane Crutchton, an American hero, a former Marine. He dealt with PTSD, still dealing with PTSD. So, uh, yeah, I really, really want to encourage you all to check out some of the stuff that maybe you have missed. But it's Monday Night Raw, Alex. You covered it. What'd you think? Uh, once again, uh, all things brawn uh, are golden. Uh, they are diamond-crusted gold. Uh, all things not are take it or leave it. He's, he's so amazing. And uh, when, he's, when he enters unexpectedly, uh, I just – I say his – his wonderful catchphrase along with him, which is either his own name, the title of the program he is on, or just him roaring. I can't tell which. So I just kind of do all three at the same time. Uh, I, 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 uh, I love the guy and he's, he's amazing. We'll talk about more about him, but uh, yeah, uh, he's, he makes raw every week for me. Also, I want to address this. I have a lot of people asking. We are doing live coverage for Wrestle Kingdom 11. Of course we are. Don't be ridiculous. David Tease is a machine. You all got to know this by now. He's David Tease, whether I tell him to or not, is going to wake his happy ass up at 3 in the morning and cover. And if it wasn't Wrestle Kingdom 10, it would be like a turd moat fighting 7 or something like that. Like He covers everything. I've legitimately went to this man and said, you know, you don't have to cover that one live. Quick results are fine. And he's like, bro, I'm going to watch it anyway, so I'm going to cover it. <laughs> a true soldier that man is. A real asset to have. Um, very happy to have David Tease. 
So we had this opening segment, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, I thought were pretty shitty here, pretty yep. cheesy here, but yep. the crowd ate it up. So I guess there was no harm done, Alex. Yeah, I guess not. I mean, the most important thing that happened in the first uh, five to ten minutes of, of the night was uh, that Stephanie McMahon came to Chicago oh. with a bullet in the chamber ready to fire. When the CM Punk's chance shouted started, she, oh. had, she had one ready. She, she pulled that trigger, and she pulled it with no hesitation. She was ready. She, she was, was ready. Like, if they hadn't chanted CM Punk, she would have been upset. Yeah. Well, she – no, no. The whole thing is with Stephanie McMahon, she would have found a way to work it in at some point during yeah. the night if they hadn't chanted it. Uh, yeah, her whole thing, if you keep that up for 2 minutes and 15 seconds, you'll last one second longer than Punk did. Wow, with the ether. Uh, yeah, so so that happens. Uh, and she's coming out trying to be a babyface. And then Rollins comes out and starts talking about how she's got Triple H's balls in her purse or something. Uh, and, um, and so, and, but we're supposed to cheer for him. Uh, and then Roman Reigns comes out. They both want Braun Strowman. She teases a shield reunion for no reason. Just so so she can pull the rug out from under the fans. So I just want to say her implying that she should be in the shield reunion was hilarious. And up and up until like right around then I was like, okay, sweet. She's being awesome so far. Then when she did the rug pulling thing, I was like, imagine any other commissioner. Now I get it. This isn't a real sport, but it's supposed to be a show about a real sport. Yeah. And imagine any other commissioner. Imagine. uh, Let's see. Adam Silver walking out into the middle of the floor and saying, you know what? You want to see Michael Jordan back? Do you? Do you? Tough titty, says the kitty. That's what happened. That's exactly what happened, and that's a bummer. Um, yeah, I, I just didn't like that. Now, I obnoxiously cackled at Big E dumping a soup spoon full of bootios on a kid in the front row. <laughs> like, that kid had no idea. His parents had no remorse for him either. They were laughing their asses off. Yep. Uh, Big E sold that shit. That kid was not happy about it, I don't think. <laughs> the kid did not. Oh. That, that was fantastic. I can't wait to watch that back. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe, he, maybe he's, you know, uh, you know, he needs gluten-free cereal or something, you know, because that, uh, whatever that is, that butthole-themed cereal probably is not uh, preservative-free, I would guess. So maybe he's uh, trying to watch his uh, celiac. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, I, I like the New Day now that they're chasing. But here's the thing that was weird for me. Is this weird for you? They're still the world-famous two-time champs, even though they lost the titles. Changing up your, your intro thing when Big E comes out and says this thing that everyone already knows and has memorized, when he gets to world-famous two-time champs and then – you know, flips the script over to longest reigning tag team champs. Everyone kind of like stops doing the chant because yeah, they got they got lost. Yeah, so they should just keep doing the original one. It's not working the new way. Yeah, maybe maybe it'll catch on. But I agree. Like I didn't notice that they got lost tonight. Uh, they tried a little too much in this match, and it got really sloppy. It was just an off night, and 
as I put in my notes, if they wrestled a hundred times, it'd probably be good about ninety times. Yeah. So this was just unfortunately one of that that ten percent. The yeah. New Day lose in their rematch, and I am usually against rematch clauses, but you couldn't justify not giving them a rematch if they just broke that record. So this was a good way to move it along. It showed the solidarity that's that's developing between Cesaro and Sheamus. Uh, New Day loses with both combinations. Well, with everybody now involved last week, uh, Big E was involved. This week, Xavier Woods involved. So, uh, yeah, and we'll talk more about the tag team division shortly, but where do you think New Day goes? That's the thing. Well, prob- I don't probably end of the rumble. Sorry. Well, you, well, yeah. I mean, because you got to have the Kofi Kingston spot. Um, the Big E is always great for being a big dude who can chuck guys out of the ring. Xavier Woods has proved his metal. He's worth being in there. He might even have a, a, like a surprise elimination on somebody. Those guys belong in the rumble. Uh, absolutely. Um, uh, but it's weird. The, the state of the, the of the Raw Tag Team Division dictates that. There's really nobody else who deserves to go for the titles. You know, I mean, we'll, we'll see later that what, what these guys are up to who aren't the New Day and aren't Sheamus and Cesaro. They're doing nothing. And they're, and deservedly so, because they're not, they're not pulling their weight in anything that they are doing. So, you know, I'm, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it's just like they got their rematch only so they can start a brand new program with the guys they just got their rematch from. Like, I don't know what else they do here. So, um, but I, I mean, I, I, I love the way that Sheamus and Cesaro win their matches through, uh, through, you know, subterfuge and sleight of hand. Like we, they, their opponents expect a tag that isn't made and they, they get tricked into something like uh, Woods caught a brogue kick. He didn't think was coming because he thought Sheamus wasn't the legal man. That's a cool way of winning matches. It's new, it's new and different. I like that. I would not be against these guys going after singles titles. Now, I know there's no room for Big E around the top now, but he is the guy who should be going for that top title. Kofi Kingston for the U.S. title. Hey, Xavier Woods is a cruiserweight. He is at that limit. I think they should do stuff like that, much like they did with ECW, the, the rebirth of ECW, when they would have like Ric Flair show up and face Big Show for the ECW title. Xavier Woods should show up on 205 Live and face uh, face whoever the hell the, the Cruiserweight champion is. But I wouldn't mind seeing them together still, though. Mm-hmm. But doing that, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the people remaining friends. I mean, shit, they did it with Rybexel. <laughs> so, I mean, they stayed on good terms when they split. Have you seen that split yet? Which? The Rybexel split. No. Oh, everybody, after the show, Google the Rybaxel split. It was the most just wonderfully awkward split I've ever seen. It was just huh. them talking backstage like, huh, maybe our paths will cross again one day, buddy. It was like so action movie type of <laughs> – it was so weird, so weird. Guys, remember to leave us a thumbs up on the YouTube page. Follow along at Fightful.com. You can ask us questions at Fightful.com as well on those boards. Also, we are on iTunes and Stitcher after the show, so make sure you all do all of that good stuff. Next up, we had Braun, Jericho, and Stephanie. Uh, I am a real fan of Strowman's cheesy perpetual anger. His voice, like, 
all that stuff. Um, this segment, though, kind of made everybody look a little bit dumber. Like, because it didn't really establish, like, Jericho Jer- were trying to convince Strowman that Rollins had said all this mean shit about him. And you really didn't get, it wasn't solid, like, whether Braun believed him or not. It was kind of implied that maybe he didn't because he called Jericho crap. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, I think it was implied as he walked into the shot that he was a- arriving at the arena for the first time. So maybe he missed Rollins, uh, you know, uh, his little promo. So he wouldn't have known what he had said. Maybe he was out walking the streets of Chicago looking for Sami Zayn. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I kind of got that he he could have been convinced by that. But the fact that he wasn't ultimately and said, these are just rumors and rumors are crap, just like you. I feel like, okay, we, we, it's fine. You can move on. But I did love the idea of of Jericho and Owens trying to egg the bully on to beat up the guys that they don't like. I think that's great. I think that's a really cool thing to do. My hope is because we've, we've established that, that, uh, that Strowman doesn't care who he fights. He's not, yeah. he's not down with traditional heel face uh, uh, alignments and allegiances that, uh, that eventually, you know, he has a, he, he destroys Jericho or Kevin Owens yeah. as well, you know, like just to, to, to have it play on both sides because he really doesn't care. And I, I really, that's the thing I, I love about him the most, I think, is that he, he doesn't care who he, who he destroys. It's anybody. I view him almost as like a one man road warriors. <laughs> like he just doesn't care. He beats the hell out of everybody. But the thing about the road warriors is they were street smart. Yeah. You didn't see them get outsmarted a lot. And that was the thing that, that Hawk and animal both were cognizant of and would protect. Yeah. They're like, and I remember Animal said it, I think, on maybe on a DVD or an interview. He was like, people can cheat to beat us, but I don't want them to outsmart us in, in a street manner to beat us. Now, I would like that if Strowman was like an undercover genius. Like, and we just find out that he knew how to get what he wanted all along and just played the game. That's what I would like. The new cerebral assassin. Um, Stephanie Later... <laughs> Catches Braun just punking out some guy, <laughs> like stuffing him in a locker. And when she said, she asked why, he goes, I asked him where Sami Zayn was, and he didn't tell me. He didn't answer me fast enough. Like, ah, yeah, so there we go. So great. <laughs> Phenomenal. Yeah. We had uh, a segment backstage, Golden Truth, Bailey, Anderson Gallows. Bailey got a big pop from the Chicago crowd. They were hot tonight. This, I was a big fan of a lot of this. Bailey gave Goldust a polka-dotted bear, to which I replied to my wife, why the fuck are you chopping up onions in my home office right now? Why would you do that on a Monday night? It's not cool. Stop it. But uh, that was, and you know, it's, set up beforehand but gold dust really sold that shit yeah and shocker gold dust can be really good even yeah. in subtle little things whenever he's given that ball i saw uh trevor the irish wrestling fan i don't know if this came from him or somebody else but i had saw where apparently gold dust wants to coach but vincent man is such a fan of his character that he 
just wants him up there. Hmm. And I'm like, well, you could do something with him. He was once one of the most controversial over characters in the company. Now I get it. Times have changed, but there ain't a lot that he did back then that he can't do now. Now we're in a different era of political correctness, but Hey, now, uh, after this, Carl Anderson showed up and ripped the head off of the bear. I've seen a whole lot worse ways to set up a match than this. What did you think of it? Uh, no, I, I really loved uh, the first part of it. Uh, I think that the more you can show Bailey as this, this character with a huge heart and uh, who, has a, who has a connection to all of your old favorites, um, the better. Because it helps with the parents. And helps with the kids, and it's just going to get her more and more over, and help us, you know, tell the story uh, because we're starting in late with her. We have to do a different way of, of telling the story because we can't do it from the beginning like we did back in NXT. Uh, I thought it was a really sweet moment. Uh, I mean, I, for the people who like that kind of stuff, it had a lot of great dumb r truth humor in it, uh, which is which some people like. Uh, it got nuclear heat on Carl Anderson for tearing up a teddy bear. I mean, just, just out of context, any teddy bear, a dude rips the head off of a teddy bear. That guy's not a nice guy. We root against him, but with all of the context, that's a horrible thing to do. I don't know if you saw this, but apparently Cody Rhodes did not like the segment. Like oh, was, I didn't. So I'm going to check that out immediately. He, he tweeted, he tweeted something. Uh, I have it here. Uh, now it's, he's not like forthright in saying this is exactly what he's talking about. He says, not going to say something mean or blow a whistle. All I can say is that whoever produced that, I hope they know what this feels like. And he tweeted it right after the segment aired. So people are saying that maybe he's kind of upset for using his dad to like get over somebody or generate heat on some, but I mean, I guess, you know, possibly he doesn't like what his brother's doing with the character to like, you know, get over somebody on the, on the back of their dead father, you know, well, who knows, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's an interesting thing. I, I don't have a problem with it necessarily, but a lot of that is because gold dust was so involved. And I think that he's kind of the surrogate for his father's legacy in the company right now. Sure. So uh, if he's cool with it, I'm cool with it. And I think it really did a lot to help Bailey uh, it got a cool little thing for Goldust to do. And, you know, it created a meaningless tag match for later in the night. So maybe this becomes a feud, but it certainly well, doesn't. I know. It certainly doesn't mean good things for Anderson and Gallows that they're mired in this. Uh, if you thought they would be the next ones to challenge Sheamus and Cesaro, that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nia Jax defeated a jobber. Now, this is pretty self-explanatory. Now, my satellite was going in and out during this because I had these these like horrific light winds <laughs> that seemed to knock out my, my satellite system. Uh, this is pretty self-explanatory. They're hiding Nia Jax's weakness. A similar approach with Strowman. Here's the difference, though. Nia isn't athletic, or isn't as athletic. Sorry, I shouldn't say isn't athletic. She isn't as athletic as Strowman. She's not as natural on the mic. She does not have as many good workers to help hide those weaknesses. But fortunately for her, Charlotte, Sasha Banks, Bailey, if she gets drafted, Alexa Bliss, Becky Lynch, 
there are a lot of there there is an extended run in the cards for Nia Jax, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Because all those people can play very similarly off of each other. And she can I think she can have good matches playing off of those styles. Yeah. Uh yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I, I like the return of the jobber squash for her here. I think that, that works a lot. They did a good thing of like, you know, uh the character of Scarlet, who uh, is from Chicago and just feels so, uh, so lucky to be making her debut in her hometown. And she wanted to dedicate the match to Sasha Banks, who is her hero. And the reason she ever got into wrestling in the first place, which was one of those things where I was like, like, you know, Nia Jax is standing right over there. Right. And she probably doesn't like that. It was really cool that like, it was a really great way of, of building uh, you know, a reason that Naya would want to destroy this person in particular. You know, it's not just her job. Like, she, there's something personal about it. And I like that uh, to build your monster heel in that way. Uh, and she did. She destroyed her in less than a minute. Squ- squished her. Uh, got on the mic afterwards. Uh, said, you should have picked a different role model. And then hit a leg drop from a good distance. She didn't just sit down on her. She jumped up, laid it right across the throat. It looked pretty vicious. Uh, and this this woman, Scarlet, sold the hell out of it. Uh, and it was good to keep Sasha away from TV for a week, really sell that injury. Uh, when Sasha comes out again ahead of the Rumble to build the feud more, uh, it's going to have more meaning if she's been gone for two, three weeks. Um, and let and I just, Jax, just keep squishing Sasha Banks fans. You know, just keep them, have them keep coming. Guys who are watching on the page, stop starting the viewing party on the video section. Do it on the podcast section. It's on the main page. It's not hard to do. Either way, oh, I also needed to remind you guys of this. UFC 207 featuring uh, Ronda Rousey's return to MMA is not Saturday. It's Friday. They're doing that because Saturday night is New Year's Eve, so they're doing their show Friday night. So come here, live coverage there. I don't know what Joe's schedule is. He's in Japan for the Ryzen events uh, that he's doing commentary on. However, I will have a live show right after regardless, Uh, whether it's just me, whether it's me and like a fight team member, whether it's somebody from the staff. I will have a show right after UFC 207. Uh, The rest of our schedule this week, after SmackDown with Jeff Hawkins, another Sheedy Award winner. Uh. Wednesday, we're going to see what Showdown Joe's schedule is like. He is in Japan now. Thursday afternoon with Matt Riddle. Register for free at Fightful.com for that. Friday with Shane Helms in the afternoon. That's going to be wild, my friends. I wonder what we should talk about. I'm thinking maybe the rules of pro wrestling because a lot of you have a lot of questions about pro wrestling rules that have never been answered, and I think maybe he could answer them because he answered everything on that Royal Rumble show. Like it was that that was one of my favorite shows I've ever done. Uh never done a retro show like that before. Uh but it, hey more of them to come if you all uh if you all like them as well. Uh ask questions somebody says that's the link that I tweeted out. Tweet that link. Hey, I don't know. It's not my fault. <laughs> never when in doubt, somebody says, I, somebody says I work in the Road Warriors being street smart every podcast, like maybe three times in over 130 podcasts. 
three times. That's less than, gosh, that's like less than 2% of our shows. Right. If, here's the logic though, Sean. If you do it more than once, that qualifies as every show. Yeah, apparently we have some Fightful merch coming, by the way, guys. Allegedly. Ooh. We'll see. We'll see. But allegedly we do. Charlotte defeated Bailey with special guest referee Dana Brooke. Uh, I did like the promo work here for the most part, but I've watched enough real MMA to know that a match isn't getting expunged. You just ask for it to be overturned to a no contest. It can't n- not exist. I think that's a double. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply negative <laughs> it won't cease to exist just it's overturned alex right well those people who just got those matches overturned they didn't have charlotte's team of lawyers obviously they're much better at their jobs than just you know some random mma fighter so they got it expunged and <laughs> and then we saw earlier she had a knowing wink and a nod at, at stephanie mcmahon earlier backstage so we know that Stephanie's on her side. Yeah, it was, uh, was kind of ridiculous. There was a lot of things uh, going around on the wrestling Twitter uh, of whether or not the shoulder off the mat was an intentional thing or whether they covered for a mistake. Uh, I don't care. You know, whatever it happened, it, it happened, and we got to this point, which is fine. It's just, it's just prolonging this Bailey feud. Uh, I, I like the idea that somehow – uh, Charlotte Flair's uh, lawyers uh, were able to work into the settlement that she got to choose Dana Brooke as the referee, which seems kind of odd. Uh, so that was going to be called right down the middle. I thought it was also great during the match that Bailey could just, you know, Bailey to, you know, belly to belly the ref, and there's no consequences to that. Let's get another ref down there. Like it just, and then that ref gets pulled out of the ring. How is this result not expunged with all of the hijinks that happened in this in this match? Bailey needs to hire a good lawyer and get on that. She does. Uh, this match was really what it had to be. Charlotte got a cheap ass win. Bailey had to look strong. Dana Brooke had to look like a sniveling uh, jerk. All of those things happened. This feud is much better than I thought it would be when it came out of the gates. But, you know, so was the Sasha-Charlotte feud. It really picked up steam. I hope this one does too because, oh, my God, that match last week was horrible. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Terrible. Neville defeated TJP. Austin Aries, I think, is getting better in commentary every week. I do not buy TJ Perkins as a face. I did during the tournament, but anybody who likes shoehorns video game references into their promos is a 
complete douchebag. Right. Right. I mean, he doesn't write his promos. That's They've decided that that's all his character is, and that's all they give him to say. Uh, the thing I loved about the tournament was that, except for Brian Kendrick, nobody was a heel or face. Everyone was just out trying to win. And with that, by the time he won the whole tournament, I was super into TJP. I loved all this stuff. It was great telling all these stories in his matches. I, I was really a big fan of his, but I agree with you. By the time he was you know, on Raw for like three weeks, I was done with the guy. And that's not his fault because I know that what he can do in the ring is enough. If you let him just be himself, maybe there's a possibility we might like the guy. Uh, I thought that he had a fine match with, with, uh, with as I call him, Neville because he's evil Neville, and so he is Neville. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, Neville had to uh, win with a roll-up and grab a fistful of tights to get the win. Um, and then he had what I thought was a really great heel promo uh, about how you, you all thought that this face couldn't be part of the main roster of WWE. Well, I'm here now, and I'm telling you to stick it. I love I love Evil Neville. I I love Neville. Uh, I'm 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 in on him and everything he can do for the division. Um, yeah, and you know TJP can take this loss. That's not going to kill him because really they've already kind of killed him with their. Uh, He's a dweeb. Yeah. He's a Poindexter. Yeah. Like, here's the thing: if they didn't have so many womanizing storylines already, he'd be perfect. He'd be perfect as. Just a guy who is a giant dork who thinks that he can get every woman. Like, I, I think Noam Dar is doing really good. He's playing creepy real, real good. But, like, I, I feel like TJP should have done it just for the line, like, to, to Alicia Fox. Like, I'll be your cartridge and you can blow me. One of those. There you go. No. He's got he's to get the no, NES no. reference in there. No. I, yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> Alex is triggered again, you guys. I'm not triggered. Oh, I just think that's a. T- I think that's not funny. That's all I'm that's saying. That's a fantastic line. That is objectively funny. <laughs> okay, fine. There you go. That's. There you, I won't argue with you. It's not up for discussion. As <laughs> <laughs> people going off in the in the comment section here. I mean, come on now, like. What else is he supposed to do? Ask her to put rubbing alcohol on his sensitive spot? Like, come on. What, are you not old enough to remember the NES, Alex? No, I'm, I, oh, I had the NES. I played the hell out of the NES. Uh, I, didn't, I never asked anyone to put rubbing alcohol on my sensitive spot. So well, I don't, okay. <laughs> Have you ever asked anybody to hit reset on this whole situation? No, 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 no. I agree. That, that was a terrible line, too. All these are terrible lines. It would be a terrible line if you said, hey – if you ever kidnapped by a giant dragon turtle, I'd come to the castle and I'd save you. That's a terrible line, too. All these are terrible lines. When you're trying to shoehorn in video game references into everyday conversation, it's terrible. Just stop doing that altogether. How about that? Somebody says, TJ Peekett said, you make me harder than ghosts and goblins. <laughs> That's good. Oh, my God. That's fantastic. That is fantastic. See, he would be so much better at this. So oh, much better. Most most of these guys would be better as heels because they don't have to try and get themselves over. They can just, you know, do something stupid and get the crowd to, to boo them. 
Yeah. Uh, Neville had a really great sell, the detonation kick. He just stood there. Yeah. And gazed off into space. We had, let's go, TJ. TJ sucks chance. Yeah. At least they're making noise. Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing. Is if, if you buy the logic that when they do that for John Cena, that means that he's over with, with everybody. Either you hate him or you love him. So the same thing with, uh, with TJP. He's over with everybody. Uh, the Neville promo that you talked about, I thought it was a good promo. He just had to work on that cadence because yeah. he was getting yeah. wadded out of the building. But to his credit, he didn't give a shit about it. He just plowed through it. You know, that's fine. It's the ones that you can tell who are rattled by it. Those are the ones that they need to work on their cadence if they can't handle it. He could handle it, and he moved through it, I thought, pretty well. Enzo Cass, Rusev, Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal is still involved for some reason. I guess they realized they were paying him, like, actual money, not, huh. like, fake money or something. How, how did Jinder Mahal go from the dude who was a little tubby when he kicks Heath Slater to get the, the contract to now the most vascular dude on the roster? Did you notice that? This guy's just like yeah, he's he's yoked now. He he says it's because he cut out alcohol six months ago, but I wonder if he re- replaced the alcohol with something else. I you mean a great workout regimen? A, a fantastic workout regimen and a lot of protein shakes. That's what I mean. There you go. Good. Enzo was in a wheelchair selling his beating, which I loved. I yeah. loved that. Um, yes. Yeah. He, yeah. he cut he a good was- promo and the crowd loved him too. <laughs> Did you see where he he was came out? He was wearing that ridiculous headband wig thing they sell in merch, and then he took it off halfway through the promo, threw it into the crowd, and a guy who was completely in view of the camera caught it, looked at the camera, shrugged, put it on, and like did a little thing to the camera. It was great. That guy was a hero. He happened to also be wearing a Jericho light up jacket at the same time. You so this guy that. was definitely a solid fan. I also saw a bunch of goofs who wear the same shirts to every show in the crowd. Yeah. Because you just got to do that. Uh, Cass beats down the heels. Sure. I guess. Well, well, yeah. I mean, he beats up up Rusev. Rusev looks like a chump. Uh, Jinder Mahal, his chosen backup, uh, gets beat up by a dude in a wheelchair, put in that wheelchair, and then the big guy throws the little guy who was originally in the wheelchair onto Jinder Mahal because that's the best use of your friend who's injured enough to be in a wheelchair is to throw him yeah, around. Come on. In storyline, it really is, because Enzo always gets his ass kicked. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, the, the thing is that Rusev just deserves so much better than, than all of this. Like, if you, see, if you see the guy, who he actually is, how, how smart and fun the guy is, like him just being sourpuss, uh, you know, foreign guy who gets another dude who's a foreign guy to back him up in this, in this feud with two Jersey douchebags. It's like, he's, he's can be so much better than that. Yeah. Uh, nah. Nah. King of, King of Indie style, our mod, he hates everything. Yeah, he does. God, he hates, he hates everything. Dude, be happy. Life is cool. Life is cool, man. Darren Young and Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas, who, mind you, on WWE TV is 9-1 and one in his last 10 singles matches. Yeah. With Bob Backlund versus the Shining Stars, I was hoping for a segment where Strowman crushed things. I couldn't have imagined 
how good this was be, would be because he came out with a fucking Christmas tree. <laughs> he, he, he drug it to the ring with one hand, and then the first guy to try and stop him from destroying the segment was Bo Dallas, who got swatted out of the air with the Christmas tree as though it was a fly swatter. It was great. Uh, he, he threw Darren Young into Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund sold it like he was gut shot. Uh, the whole thing was just brilliant. He shot putted the steel steps across <laughs> the outside of the ring into three guys. The whole thing was great. Uh, it was when it was when it was starting. I was like, "Wait a minute, this is on TV: a Shining Stars versus Darren Young and Bo Dallas match." But but from now on, anytime something like this starts on Raw, I'm going to be tipped off and go, okay, where's Braun coming from? Where's Braun coming? It just it becomes like this Pavlov's dog thing. Anytime a bunch of jobbers are in the ring, I know it's Braun is coming. So I liked it. It's 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 an old formula that they used with three minute warning that worked. It's a formula they that that ECW used with nine one one. And it worked. Nine one one was way greener than Braun Strowman, and it got yeah. him over. Yeah, yeah. All I'm pretty sure it also got him a job with WWE. Yeah. yeah. And if yeah, if you can parlay like knowing one move, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he, he was in WCW for a little while too, as Tombstone and then Sledgehammer and Big Al. Like he didn't do. Shit, no, and no, he got he, work there. All he could do was choke slam guys, and that's all he did do in ECW. He was great. The crowd loved that guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So no, but Braun is so much better than than that guy, as we'll see in this next match. Like he, he, if if if, if squashing was an art form, this dude is fucking Picasso. Yeah, he he's Renoir. He's Van Gogh. He's so good hey. at what at what he does. Hey guys, in the comments, either on the YouTube or the Fightful page, hypothetically, if Fightful.com was were to start a shirt line, what kind would you want to see? Let me know. Comments, subscribe, thumbs up. Fightful.com visit all day every day. What's next on my notes? Ah, Seth Rollins, Braun Strowman. This is the type of worker that Braun Strowman has to be against because the the honesty is he's not he's not very good. He's but they're they're hiding the fact that he's not very good. Uh, with stuff like this, I really really liked how big of a deal they made it that Strowman was knocked off his feet and Rollins had to go up top and do a blockbuster. He had to hold on to him and drag him down to do it. Yep. What do you think of this match? It's it's it was it was great. It was exactly what it needed to be. I mean, Braun looked fantastic in it. He took those uh, you know those springboard high knees that that uh, Seth did. He took like three of those things plus the blockbuster to get him off his feet. He when he when he was uh, when he charged at Rollins, Rollins pulled down the top rope. He bumped his ass off going to the outside. Uh, all of his stuff looks just as good and hard hitting against the former world champ as it does against James Ellsworth. That that spot where he just holds the guy kind of up halfway leaning back and then clubs him in the chest, like that just that looks like it would break your sternum no matter who he does it to. 
Like it, it really, it, all the stuff he does really, really works. Um, and yeah, I guess if you, if you need him to do a half hour match where he's going up against and the work rate's got to be through the roof against like Cesaro or something, he probably isn't ready to handle that. But that's not what that character is supposed to do right now. That character is supposed to beat people up. And he's so good at that. Why would you have him do anything else? Um, you know, I mean, there's there's a scuttlebutt out there that they're just building this guy to feed him to Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 33. Oh. You know, I mean, it seems to me like you could you could use this guy for longer than that before taking away all of his mystique, which is what that would do. But you know, I would least- like to think that they learned. I would like to think that they learned with Rusev. But but they haven't. <laughs> That's my thing. Is that, I, I'll talk about this. Well, I'll bring that up here in a minute. It's something I've pitched about Rusev for a long time. Um, I thought Strowman got hurt on the post spot. Like, he hit that like a bat out of hell. Yeah. Zayn interfered to a great reaction. I thought this was a good way to keep either man from losing to forward a yeah. storyline. Jericho picked the bones after, hit a couple of code breakers. I like this segment from the jobbers all the way to Chris Jericho. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite thing about the whole thing was Seth thinking he was going to get a pedigree on Braun Strowman and Strowman back body dropping him into the next zip code. Like that was the most vicious back body drop I've ever seen off of of a missed pedigree. That was great. I also want to know, did he ever catch Sami Zayn? He chased Sami Zayn out of the arena and we have no idea what happened. Like, this is your main event program right now with, with Brian Braun Strowman. You have to let me know if he ever caught the guy. So we had Golden Truth versus Gallows and Anderson. I know one thing. Now, this is me personally. Maybe Goldust is a little bit different. If somebody was disrespecting my late father, I would not be in the ring singing and dancing no. and doing the goddamn cha-cha slide. Right. Uh, no. I agree. I feel like I, th- I feel like uh, Goldust should have been kind of no nonsense going to the ring for this one, and it's possible he suggested that. And they said, no, 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 no. The crowd loves to sing along to to our truth doing his little what's up thing. So you have to do that. And they did that instead. Uh, but you know, I feel like they're never going to do anything with with Golden Truth that makes it worth that. 18-month buildup they had before they had their first match or whatever it was. Um, yeah, the, the, the state of the lower card of the, of the tag team division on Raw is just abysmal. It is, and it looks like Anderson and Gallows are on the way back up again. They've lost five title matches. Now, here's the thing. I think there are ways to rehab these people, and it takes one promo, one promo and some wins. Now, for all the times that I say it's not appropriate for Stephanie McMahon to emasculate people, if she is backstage and they're back there and they're making their little jokes, and she says, what the hell do you guys think are so funny? Your buddy AJ Styles sold me a bill of goods on you guys, and I signed you all to big-ass contracts, and you have failed. You are a bust. You are a waste of money. Your year is coming up. Maybe I let you go back to Japan, back to wherever the hell you want to go. And they use that as a catalyst for their success, and they do it in a heelish manner. Hey, then I'm completely cool with Stephanie McMahon getting over at the expense of other people because then they get over 
as a byproduct of that. But that didn't happen. Like, like what? What made them not suck all of a sudden? What's yeah. the deal? What? Well, now, granted, it's golden truth. So, right, okay, right. But, and you know, and Anderson won with a roll up. Like it wasn't like yeah. they they crushed a fruit roll up. He pulled it out of the box and he yeah fed uh, it to gold dust. The the thing with Gallows and Anderson is they were cursed by being on drafted to Raw to begin with. Because if they were drafted to SmackDown, I feel like they'd be they might have been tag champs. You know what I mean? Like uh, by now. Uh, and on on Raw, once they once the decree was made that we're going to keep these belts on the New Day until they break Demolition's record, then the New Day had to beat everybody they faced in title matches. And that was that was Gallows and Anderson because there was nobody else on the division until they made Sheamus and Cesaro into a tag team. There was nobody else who could believably face uh, the New Day once the Dudley boys retired. Even then, that was kind of a stretch. So they had to lose all these matches because the New Day had to win them. And that sucks for them because now in our eyes, we think of them as a bunch of losers. You know, I mean, I feel like now that the belts are off the New Day and they can be passed from one team to another again with some time within the span of over a year, maybe one of those teams that gets a two-month run is Gallows and Anderson. I can only hope. Otherwise, yeah, send them back to Japan. Like, I, I just think that it's such an easy thing to do. It's a time filler. And like you said, it's a catalyst. Like, had Rusev had the perfect opportunity when he didn't have Lana, he could have said, I screwed up. I needed Lana. I know that I need Lana. And there's nothing wrong with that. There are a lot of wrestlers that needed Bobby the Brain Heenan to be successful. A lot of them that needed Jimmy Hart. Rich Swan defeated Davari. We had some cruiserweight fun. This was short and sweet. Swan won. Davari missed a hell of a frog splash. Yep, that was a thing of art. Uh, fun fact: His brother used to do that on the indie circuit, and he would grab a damn carpet when he did it and call it the magic carpet ride. That is a legit thing that happened. Yeah. Uh, Neville attacked Swan after the match. My satellite went out and came on in time to find out that there is going to be a duel on two hundred five oh. live. Alex, let, let me let me fill you in. Hey. Uh, uh, Neville threw Swan kidney first into the ring apron. It looked really, really bad, like a bad bump. Uh, and Swan sold it like he was actually hurt. So that was he was doing a really good job of that. Then, then he does the red arrow to him while he's lying on his stomach. So a red arrow to his spine, which made it look much more vicious and less of a, a baby face pop thing. Uh, backstage, Ari Davari is interviewed, and he says that Jack Gallagher's a scoundrel. And lo and behold, there's Jack Gallagher in a three-piece tweed suit with a plaid bow tie and says, scoundrel, I'm not a scoundrel. You're a scoundrel. I challenge you to a duel. He actually says duel. And he pulls out, he pulls out a glove and he slaps Ari Davari yes! across the face. And now it's a duel. Now it's a duel. There's a gentleman's duel tomorrow. And I can't, here's the thing. It's not a match. It's a duel. And we, they're not telling us what it is. I hope it's like, uh, like fencing, and Jack Gallagher is like all world at fencing. I hope he's a he's a real gentleman who's been taught all of the finer things in life. Uh, yeah, I love it. I love it. By the way, guys, we have a ton of uh, year end stuff coming up. Darren Doyle, Carlos Toro working working on stuff for uh, 
the boxing section. Somebody says Gallagher, not her. Yeah, no, it's Gallagher because that's the way that he pronounces it. It's yep. like people give me shit all the time in our comments for saying – there was a guy who said that he turned off the podcast because I called it a GIF instead of a GIF, Alex. Yep. Well, hot damn, you guys. The guy who invented the file says that I'm right. So uh, I'm right. I am right. Apparently, I'll be watching 205 Live tomorrow for this duel. Yeah, and, and a, a Neville versus Swan. I don't. I think it might be for the championship. So that that will be interesting. They, they just say that he gets a shot at him. I don't know if it's for the title. I'll yeah, find. I don't out. know if it is or not. But I mean, if it's not, then Neville's definitely winning. So that should yeah. be interesting. So. I didn't like the main event. Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns won. Big shocker. Okay. Why in the hell does he still have the U.S. title? This is a thing that, that, that made me so angry. At the very end, they give him the title after he's won. You know, we all knew it was going to happen. And, and, he, and he kisses it. And then Michael Soul says, that's how much the U.S. title means to him. He kissed it. Uh, he, 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 half the time when he's on screen, he's not carrying it. He carries it around when he does carry it behind him like a book bag. Like, he doesn't care about it. He's he defended it only when he's made to. He never comes out and says, you know, hey, you know, let's have a, a open challenge. Somebody come out and face me. I mean, he defends it in the same way that Miz defends the Intercontinental title. When the, when the bookers say, you've got to defend this title. Now, that's, that's it. And he doesn't, I mean, it, it, like, if... Uh, if the Royal Rumble happens and he still has the title and he's going against Kevin Owens for the Universal title, it'll be the second pay-per-view in a row that he hasn't defended the title. It, like, they put it on him to be forgotten They about. know how to book these baby faces, don't they? Oh, my God. I didn't like it. I didn't like the match. Uh, I, I've seen this match, like, it feels like a billion times now. It's probably just been twice, but... there was There was one thing that I absolutely loved. Two things. The first one... Owens does a backstabber on on Roman, gets a two count off of it, looks at the ref and says, that was the first time I've ever done that move. Like he was surprised that he had done it. <laughs> Kevin Owens is just a damn tree. Then He's later, great. He, does, he does a code breaker to, to Owens, to, to, to Roman. And I legitimately thought for a split second, holy crap, he's going to win with the code breaker and then give the U.S. title to Jericho as a Christmas gift. Like, how, how great would that be? You could have Roman win that been next, great. Year, I mean, next week. I don't care. But, like, have that moment. The fact that if you ever put Roman Reigns in a match for the main event, we all know he's going to win or he's going to be screwed out of it, and at the end of the, the night, he's going to stand tall beating up the dude who screwed him out of, out of the match. So if I legitimately, if I was not covering Raw or I had to do a podcast about it, I would never watch the last 20 minutes of a Raw where Roman Reigns is the main event. I wouldn't need to. Yeah. I'll catch the YouTube video of it later. I'll go to, you know, I'll go do something else. Definitely. It's the same thing. And I you know, I hate to be the guy to be like, oh, right. Yeah, they don't know how to book baby faces. Nope. Uh, case in point, like you have you have Seth Rollins who comes to the ring, you know, he's been he's been given two code breakers. A big big deal was made out of how now he's out for the night. He can't possibly get involved in the match. And then, of course, he does because, you know, baby faces. And he comes down and he, you know, pedigrees Jericho on the outside. And then after the match, after Roman Wayne's wins, 
He gets in and helps Roman to his feet. I'm like, well, these two have been through a lot, says Michael Cole. But now they've relieved, uh, agreed to like put that all behind them. What? What? The whole draw, story draw behind all, like all your storytelling was about how one guy screwed the other guy for years, and now it's just it's all behind them. I'll draw a comparison to MMA while we're talking baby faces and heels. Daniel Cormier is the analyst that you see every week on TV. He is the wholesome Olympian, good guy. You know, you never heard him cuss a lot, anything like that. John Jones has been in a DUI crash with women who were not his wife. He has failed multiple drug tests. It was at a hit and run where he hit a pregnant woman. And he got cheered at press conferences this year over Daniel Cormier. And it wasn't even close. It's changed. Conor McGregor is not your typical WWF heel. I mean, or, or not your typical WWF babyface. It has just changed. Yeah, It's just different. I'm going to run through these uh, MSG results really quick. Wyatt Family retains over the Usos, American Alpha, Ascension, Brizongo, Heath Slater, and Rhino in tag team turmoil. Alexa Bliss beats Becky Lynch. Apollo Crews, Jack Swagger, Mojo Raleigh defeat Kurt Hawkins and the VOD villains. Kurt Hawkins issued an open challenge. And out came James Ellsworth with the next brace on. He beat him in less than 20 seconds. Dolph Ziggler defeated The Miz in a non-title steel cage match. Miz cut a promo before the match and said his uh, lawyers got him a non-title match. Nikki Bella defeated Carmella. Baron Corbin defeated Kalisto with end of days. AJ Styles defeated Dean Ambrose and John Cena in a triple threat match. Cena ended the show hitting attitude adjustment on Styles. So Cena back tomorrow night. We have a big SmackDown tomorrow night. Myself and Jeff Hawkins will be here to talk all about it. We missed anything? I don't think we did. No, I don't think well, besides, so. Besides UFC shitting on the WWE and the ratings, wow. The UFC on Christmas Eve beat It's a Wonderful Life with a show that happened two weeks ago. They did one of their best numbers of all time on Saturday night. That's good news for uh, MMA. Hey, if you guys don't like MMA, give it a shot, one of our podcasts. We have tons of them. I know a lot of you are here for the first time. Since July, we have had over 125 podcasts. We have breaking news, exclusive interviews, backstage news, Alex has a lot of very interesting features, to say the least. We have boxing coverage, MMA coverage, live coverage, forums, a lot of things that you can't find at other sites. Maybe you can find this over here, that over there. You can find it all at Fightful.com. Alex, anything to tell the people before we get out of here? You can follow me on the Twitter at Pawlowski, the fourth, P-A-W-L-O-W-S-K-I-T-H-E, the numeral four, T-H. And I'll be bringing all kinds of stuff to you this week and forever in perpetuity on Fightful.com. Hey, as long as they visit the site forever. Right, right. As long as the site's around, I hope to be here. and work Hey, visit the site, guys. We make our living here. To be fair, uh, me and Alex putting in way over the typical 40 hours a yeah. week. Um, oh, somebody says you didn't talk about Emelina. Uh, what was there to talk about Emelina? Well, she was she, she spoke in this promo. 
Oh, that's that's fantastic. We're not talking about it. it. Yeah. You can follow me at Sean Ross at follow us at Fightful Online on Twitter and Facebook. We have some big changes coming to Fightful.com that I think you guys are going to love. Follow us on those Twitter machines. Subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher. I think you can subscribe on Stitcher. I've never listened to anything on Stitcher, but do it. Subscribe on YouTube. Leave us a thumbs up. Check out those uh, Anna Bauer most ridiculous videos. I love those damn things, if you all didn't notice. Um, Also, you may have noticed some of the visual changes on the site. We have the bar up top that scrolls now automatically. It goes around and around and around. Check all that stuff out, guys. All of your news at Fightful.com. Thank you guys so much. Please let people know about the site if you like it. Until next time, click that on it link on the podcast page. Buy lots of stuff from them. Then tweet them at on it and say, you know what? The reason I'm trying at Alpha Brain and I'm so smart now, the reason I'm a super genius now, the reason I can work 70 hours a week is because I'm taking Alpha Brain and Shroom Tech and New Mood and I'm getting that fantastic sleep. It's because of Sean Ross Sapp. He told me. Fightful told me. Catch you tomorrow night, guys. We're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.